Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Career Journey Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Avila. Today's episode, we have Kendra Crump, and she is a comedian. And you can find her on Instagram at the Kendra Crump Show. Um, Kendra is K-Y-N-D-R-A. And you can also find her on YouTube at Kendra Crump. And you'll find out she's a comedian because she's filled with jokes and funny things throughout this entire episode. What's really fascinating about her story was at the very beginning when I asked, what did you want to be when you were a child? She wanted to be so many different things. And it was so amazing to see the process of how she weeded out certain things um, that maybe she didn't feel she was good enough at and how she kind of narrowed down into comedy instead. And it's just fascinating to always hear how people make those decisions and how they decide which career to pursue. We talk a lot about some kind of bigger concepts, like how children think, how the brain works um, when people are making decisions. I will preface around the kind of 42 mark, there are two jokes that she makes um, relevant to the LGBTQ community. So here's a little trigger warning for those. I left them in because immediately following that, we get into a discussion about how to talk about kind of cancel culture and what jokes are permissible and in unpermissible when you're a comedian. So kind of it, it dives down to this power differential, right? You're supposed to make jokes or you're more, it's more acceptable to make jokes that are aimed towards people that are of equal power to you or have more power than you, but not appropriate to make jokes with people that are of a lower power status and kind of this social structure we've created. And so that conversation since for comedy especially, but really any position where you're talking to people, I know I have to think about these types of things in my career as a professor as well. And so keeping in this idea of when and how to decide what to say, what not to say, I thought was relevant enough to kind of keep that in there. And we talk about a lot of different things. We even go into dating in the world today. Um, just a ton of really random content throughout this whole thing. So without further ado, please enjoy Kendra Crump. everyone, welcome to the Career Journey Podcast, where we explore exciting careers and how to get them from the people who flipped it. I'm your host, Dr. Brittany Avila. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy. All right. Hi, Kendra. Welcome to the podcast. Well, hello, hello. Thank you for having me. And thank you for not thinking that I was a bot or spam and just deleting my message. I appreciate <laughs> you. I hope your credit score goes up 100 points for that. Oh, you make my job so much easier by reaching out to me. Um, so thank you. <laughs> All right. So we start from the very beginning at this podcast. Did you have any idea of what you wanted to be when you were a kid? Oh, yes. I, I had so many dreams and endeavors. Let's, let's, I'm going to list out a few, okay? Because if, if I list out everything, y'all going to be in stitches from laughing and crying from what I'd say, but I, I, I'm going to try to keep it light, okay? Okay. So one of the things, first thing I said was I wanted to be like a WWE diva wrestler. Ooh. And it was like when I caught Jungle Fever 
early. I had like John Cena, Batista, Randy Orton, Shawn Michaels. It was going to be like a choo-choo. That's why I was trying to get up in that ring, right, to be with them. <laughs> um, and then I realized that, number one, they want you to be like a certain size, um, like 130, 140 pounds. And I'm like 175 and I got a whole wagon back here. And I don't know, like, I, I can't lose the wagon. It's, it's just there, okay? Um, and on top of that, those wrestling moves, submission moves, I don't know if you've ever been placed in like a chokehold or anything else like that, <laughs> but funny. honey, it hurts. You're going to probably be sucking some Bengay on yourself or some some whatever, you know, I, yes. stuck to the mess because it hurts many years later, okay? Yeah. I thought about WWE Diva Wrestler. I thought about being a chef. You know, um, I, I literally had like the chef dreams. And then I realized that there's too much math in this. And I was failing math like damn near every year in school. Yeah. You know, my mother, I know for a fact, was so tired of showing up at my school uh, for these PTA meetings with like a new wig. Like, is that Shaka Khan or Miss Crump? We still don't know to this day. Okay. Uh, and then, you know, and the way I cook, I, I, lo I like cooking, right? I do, until I realize that it takes you, you know, two days to cook the food, 10 minutes to eat the food, and like 30 months to actually clean up the kitchen. Uh, I try to learn to cook in between, you know, I mean, clean up in between my cooking. I just, my brain doesn't function that way. I don't know. I haven't mastered it yet. I feel like you've mastered it. I feel like you can cook clean and, and do it all in the same hour. I feel like you can. I need, I need you to teach me, sis. Um... Barely. I feel like my kitchen is in a constant revolving. Like I am cleaning it all the time. I have two kids. So even after I clean it, it is just messy right again. So I have not figured it out. But when you're a chef, I think other people do that part for you. Yeah, and, and I, I, I didn't get that far. I just kept thinking about math. And in the way, like, how I, you know, end up, you know, because, because again, you got to follow, I guess, the rules of the cookbook and stuff like that. The way how I do it is I just, um, I, I stop seasoning when my ancestors tell me to stop. Like, when they say, <laughs> stop, child, I stop. Okay, right. I, don't, I don't follow the cookbook. I don't follow the rules. I don't do any of that, you know. Uh, back to the story. So I wanted to be the chef. Um, like I said, my, my math was not the best subject for me and like I wasn't doing well in school period at all like that that's led me to my next uh dream job I wanted to be like a basketball wife or okay. a football wife you know after watching the show basketball wise I'm like oh I think we'll be cool like throwing drinks in each other's face <laughs> and like sucker punching someone and and we go back uh, to, to go eat again I thought that was so cool like that right. would be so freaking amazing and everything. Then I realized, like, he's not going to be home most of the time throughout the year. He might cheat on you. Not saying you can't get cheated on, like, you know, at home with someone who actually does come home. But, honey, I need to know everything about you. I don't have time to poster my picture in your suitcase and right. everywhere else just doing little pop-ups. a little crazy. I don't want it to come out now, all right? I don't want to be, like, left eye. I don't want the news. Now I'm having right. to do, like, the meeting she had to do. I don't like that. I don't, I don't want all that attention, okay? So yeah, I thought I thought the football wife, you know, basketball wife was gonna be like the good little title and everything else. I'm like, oh, I don't need school because I was gonna try to my dream. I thought this would be like a job as well. I want to be like popular and have a boyfriend for every day of the week, you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I failed at both, sis. I failed at both. That's why I did not work. Then I said somewhere <laughs> between, oh, I want to be a, a stripper. You know, I got a great nice body you know I don't I don't look like you know I can actually wear a half shirt and I'm gonna wear one today actually I don't yeah. I don't look like I'm I just shaved my belly like prior to us getting on this podcast <laughs> episode like you know so I just shaved it a little because I didn't want people to get you know uh scared of my happy tread that's what I call it I, I'm like, what's wrong with body hair 
Okay, like grow up, people. Grow up. Friends stay welcome. But over here in the US of A, y'all have a problem. Back to the story. So I said, Well, I want to be a stripper. because uh, I'm like, who doesn't want to make up to a hundred thousand or more? So much a year? Money. Who, so who doesn't who doesn't want to party with the stars and have your dream car and live in your oh. dream house? Like, hell, I can get sexually I've been getting sexually harassed for free. I can at least get paid a thousand dollars for someone to make a remark about my wagon back here. Okay, right. cool, that's fine. I'll take the thousand. But then I realized, um, I got two left feet. I was going to be the first stripper in history bringing home pocket change. You would have thought I was working for a nonprofit organization. <laughs> that would have been scary. Yikes. Uh, back to the story. Uh, one of the other last things I said I wanted to be was a hairstylist. You know, I wanted to look like those. Uh, I thought it'd be so cool, like looking at like the Bronner Brothers, um, like convention, Freak Nick and everything else. I'm like, oh, I want to like go to work with my hair, hair looking like a helicopter. I thought that'd be so cool and then I realized um that you have to stand up on your feet all day and you can catch carpal tunnel so what happens if you try to go home to masturbate you can't um and so for all the ones out there thinking well Kendra you have those like pull down shower rods honey my shower rod just broke uh you know the little shower handle it broke a couple of uh couple of months uh, back, um, finally got fixed. You know, I live in the hood, so they just kind of like the, they'll say, oh yeah, we'll, we'll put you down for the maintenance man. Maintenance man comes three months later when it's like already like too late, like bro, like you could have you like stayed where you were at. But anyway, so I just finally got it fixed. So hopefully it doesn't break down on me again, but it still doesn't pull down so you can have fun with it. You know, I, I know you know so little, I, I feel like you you got a few nice little shower pull downs, you know, I, I, I feel like I feel like you, you, you're making six figures, so you got all that. But me, I'm trying to get to where you're at. I'm really trying to. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. But that, that, those were little things I want to be. Um, but on a more serious note, I wanted to, um, which I'm pursuing now, uh, author. I love. I love writing, and my my writing has come a long way. My dream is actually to be on the New York's bestsellers times list. And I started writing in elementary, and at the time, because I had this like you know, ratchet ghetto mentality, like, oh, all my, all my characters, they go like, it was like a Jerry Springer moment in every <laughs> like chapter, right? In elementary school, I'm like, Kendra, I look back and actually I posted one of my videos on um, YouTube about Goldilocks and the three bears, like in the hood and girl, it was just crazy. Like I look back and I'm laughing, like I really wrote this. So, but I've cleaned up over time and got some help, you know, yeah. everything else with that from other professionals. So um, writing, uh, being an author is one of the dreams. Uh, another dream that I'm pursuing currently as well as to have my own radio and television show. And you okay. are most welcome to come on my show. You know, it's, it's, it's you're going to have um, random people feed you grapes. You might get carried to your trailer. That That's, that's what I'm trying to get, you awesome. know, and stuff like that. The powder yeah. girl. I always want somebody to powder my face. You know, I think that's kind of cool and everything. Right. Um, but yeah, that, that's, that's, and then also, you know, um, with comedy, I, that kind of came out of nowhere. It, it never was a dream, but you know, people have been telling me since I was a child, I was funny. So I said, Hey, let me, let me go ahead and, and pursue that. But the main dreams that I have now, oh, child psychology, get my doctorate. Oh. Cause I'm re-enrolling myself back into school to get my doctorate. Um, and child psychology so you can call me dr crump and y'all can awesome. see y'all's baby's kids to me i promise i'm not gonna put my hands on them i promise <laughs> i'll try so yes those are a few things and a minister um i be having hood bible studies so it's like you come as you are so we say we be cursing up in there hey god knew that was gonna happen before we uh decide to say all right father thank you for today so listen it's i'm trying to be a jack of all trades around here call me like hey you have forest gum you call me for gum okay <laughs> the end
Well, what I really love about all of these different things, and you said you just gave us a snapshot. So I'm assuming there were a lot of other careers that you've considered in maybe even now. What I like is this idea of having a wide variety of interests and they were completely different fields. Mm -hmm. um, and I love that because I'm the same way. Like even right now, I'm like, what could I be doing? Could I be doing this? Could I be doing that? Oh, this job looks cool. That job looks cool. Maybe I should do this because I'm good at it or I like it. Um, and I think a lot of times we have this misconception that people like for you, like, oh, you wanted to be a comedian your whole life and that's what you went into. And it's nice to hear that you had other interests and that you still have other interests that you're pursuing as well. Yeah, most definitely. Like it, I think for me per se, um, I mean, I, I wanted to, you know, as a child, like, okay, for example, I loved the wonderful world of Walmart until I started working there. I was like, Ooh, I want to grow up and work for work at Walmart. Right. And I'm like, bro, this is the 13th grade level of high school, man. Like, oh, y'all yeah. don't like, you know what taught, Walmart taught me? Women don't get better as they get older. Because I remember, quick little one-minute story. There were these four women, golden girls. They were 65 and older, senior citizens. They got their AARP card, and they get free pancakes at IHOP. Fun fact, when you turn 55, you get free pancakes at IHOP. But still leave a tip for that server. Thank oh. you. Oh. <laughs> but I think, like I said, for me per se, for me per se, I wanted to work at Walmart. I'm like, oh yeah, this seems fun. Maybe I'll get a 95% discount, blase woo, everything, right? Work at Walmart is not the move. I wanted to work certain places that I love shopping at, I wanted to work. Certain things, I thought about being a teacher as well. Um, and then I realized you can't uh, mollywop kids like you used to back in the day. So I would have been fired an hour later. Because you know, these kids, these parents, a lot of these parents, they want to be their child's friend. I'm like, bro, like, what is wrong with you? Why are you allowing little John to beat you up in, like, in public? I see all this mess. Like, I'll see parents trying to reason with their kids when they're running away from them, or the kid will punch their parent in the leg. And I, it takes everything inside of me, sis, not to run over there and jack them up. I'll tell you, as a parent of two toddlers it's a lot harder in public because you like I get the mean mom like look like wait till we get home because like in public you know you can't yell and scream at them the same way you would do at home um so it is a little but bit harder I do I do have a question though why is it that do you feel like kids do that because of they they know like okay they're not going to do nothing in public or because it, my, my, my only, and it's, it's a part two follow-up question to that. The only reason I ask that is because if, or is it just going to be kids in general to just do that, you know, in general, like to just act out. And it's like, you have to really train them. Do not do this. Do not touch this. Do not do any of that. Cause they'll still do it like a week or two weeks later. Yeah. So this is where I have a degree in developmental psychology. So this is where that mm -hmm. comes in handy for me, especially as a parent they're just kids being kids. So their brain, um, the logical part of their brain that deals with ration and logic and reason is not fully developed. So that doesn't fully developed until when I was in school, it was like 21. Now I think they even say it might be a little bit later, um, <laughs> 21, 22. But essentially when they're little kids and especially in the toddler age, that's just not online. Um, they have it, but they don't have it as often. And so sometimes the other parts of their brain that are just in like this survival mode, emotion mode kind of kicks into drive and they don't know how to respond. So they don't know how to deal with whatever emotions they're feeling. They don't know how to regulate, Hey, I want this candy. 
they can't regulate, I'm not supposed to go for it. And then when they're getting in trouble, it's just reinforcing them to kind of act out, especially in public when they're being treated a little bit different than they might be treated at home. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't understand that. They don't understand the context of I'm somewhere else or I'm at home to them. Everything is the same. Mm-hmm. Um, so they don't understand like, why is my parent acting differently? This seems weird. So now I have to act out even more because they're doing something that isn't matching what my expectation of them is for. So it's not that they like want to be mean and misbehave most of the time. Sometimes they're just ornery, trust me. Um, but most of the time it's just that they're trying to navigate their world and they just don't have the brain processing power yet to like fully regulate what they're doing. Thank, thank you for, uh, and, and congratulations to you for having your degree. Is that your bet, a master's or PhD? PhD, yeah. Oh, you're a doctor! <laughs> okay! So what do we, what do we call you, Dr. Brittany, Dr. Avila, what do we call you? Whatever you want. If you put doctor in front of it, I'm down. I try to get my husband to say doctor every time and he repeats. Okay, okay so where, where's your husband? Can we have a conversation with him? I'll, I'll, I'll have a conversation with him and, and talk with him. I'm so proud of you, sis. Thank like you. you are really um, inspiration because, you know, school for me, and I'm, I'm going to be very open and transparent with you. There are, and I'm not doubting myself, I'm just, I'm just being real. There have been times for me when it came with learning where it was so hard, where I could not grasp. Like I literally, for so long, I've been in, you know, starting from elementary with the remedial classes. I was, you know, um, um, middle school, I was having to go to summer school every year. And then once it started, they, you had to pay for it. My mom was like, you, I'm not paying for that. You just gonna have to, you know, uh, stay uh, in the same grade, get held back, right? And thank God for it. It was a thing called um, Open Campus that was, it's like for students and it's in high school. They have it like starting at, uh, you have to be a junior in school. And I really wish they would have just given that to me when I was a freshman because I could have just graduated two years early um, knowing what I know now. Because when I got to high school, I, I watched so much television. I wanted to be like a movie star and like a Disney Channel star until you realize what goes on behind the scenes of that. And you don't realize like, if you're trying to be an actor, actress, you literally cannot have a life no more. You oh, have to insane. study those lines. You, you, you're on set 14 hours out the day. It literally, your family on set, that's your family. Like you don't have your family that you go home that you originally knew prior to actually signing that contract to be on set, right? Yeah. And so with that being said, I watched so much television movies high school musical oh my goodness i can't wait to get to high school we're gonna dance on tables we're gonna wear whatever we want and so like right now i'm wearing like a a cutoff shirt oh i had to have a jacket over this shirt i'm like it's a shoulder how is a guy gonna get erect off of a freaking shoulder it's a shoulder (laughs) man so stupid i'm like and this is what i thought i thought like high school is like you know every grade level um it's supposed to prepare you for the next chapter of your life so when you get to elementary, when you're in elementary, you're supposed to be preparing for middle school and the responsibilities that come for that. Middle school, you know, preparing for high school. In high school, if you're trying to go to college or the adult world, you're leaving high school. So why is it that when we are juniors and seniors, why do we still have like to worry about the dress code? Why, why do we still, like, these are things I think about, like, as time is progressing, now that I'm like out of high school at this point, I'm like, why is it that I had to, you know, all this type of stuff, but for me, school was just not, it was so hard 
to the point where I could not like studying my mind. My mother, um, you know, she's a little backstory. She's an evangelist. So we had church like three times out the week. Right. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes it was like, what goes on in this house stays in this house. Let's pray whatever your issue is away. And I'm like, God doesn't work like that. There are some things that you have to go get counseling for, figure out why is it that I'm not um, grasping um, science as well as, you know, you want me to. And what would happen is a lot of the kids, like the so-called troublemakers, the kids who would skip school, smoke weed, all that, those were the ones who had like a 3.5 GPA average of school, right? They didn't study. They were out there having sex. They were doing everything, right? Their frontal lobe is not developed. And me, I'm praising the Lord. I am trying to do what's right. I can't even remember what one plus one is. Isn't it three or something at this point? I don't even know. Doggone it. I don't even know. It changes the rules all the time. (laughs) But to me, it's like, for me, it really bothered me. And it's still like to this day. And I try not to allow, you know, um, stuff to bother me. But still to this day, thinking about it, it bothers me because of the fact that I, um, could not retain that information and I would study and I wasn't like studying all day. I would take breaks and then come back. So I was doing the proper studying methods, but I still made a C versus the popular kid who I said, who was that, you know, trouble child, he's making all A's and I didn't. So I'm like, Oh, let me go ahead and try to be with the bad kids. I'm like, real like, cause I thought it was like maybe some type of secret laboratory that they all go to or whatever. Right. No, I, I think everybody's genes are just different. So- this and this subject just makes me mad in general. So this is something that I know a little bit about too, because I study like education, teaching, learning, things like that. And what makes me so frustrated about this story of yours is how our identities can be wrapped up in school, where we think, you know, if you're not receiving A's, it's that there's something wrong. You're not smart enough, or you're not doing something that these other kids are doing. When in reality, it's our school system is just completely fucked up. Um, Mm -hmm. It Mm -hmm. is not designed in the best ways for teaching and learning. So it's not that you didn't understand the stuff as well, or that you weren't grasping it as well as other people. It's that our school system literally is designed to test obedience and testing. And some people are just better at that than other people. Um, And then those people get rewarded over and over and over again so they get better and better and better at it whereas the other people who are not doing as well in those tests are getting not only like not rewarded but also sometimes punished or again it gets wrapped up in your identity so now you're having all of these other thoughts and feelings around it and it's causing you to kind of you spiral out a little bit into further despair and further not doing it and sometimes people just give up right like oh well if i'm not doing well then i'm just gonna stop Um, and it has nothing to do with people. Everybody can learn certain things and everybody can learn and grow, but our school system's really not designed to help everybody learn and grow. They're just designed to kind of get people Mm -hmm. through. Like you say, it's about preparing us for the next step and it should be, but it's not even really that at this point, it's really just, we need to test people because, you know, our, our system I don't want to get too entrenched in this subject for you because it's a little bit boring, but our system is really entrenched now in like government rewards. And so to get money from the government, you need test scores, which means now schools are teaching to tests because that's how they get funding. 
when no school, and this isn't even like about talking bad about teachers or administrators, because they don't want it like this either. Um, and they could do a lot better than they do, but the way our system has kind of functioned, it's really just centered around kind of this testing, which is not measuring how much you actually know about a subject. And it's just, it's all terrible. Well, look, can, I, can I ask you, and, and yeah. again, I, I appreciate you for opening up my eyes and, and, and helping me say, Kendra, don't feel bad. Okay. Uh, yeah. Listen, what, let, let, let the, that childhood hurt go. Cause I thought, honestly, I felt that I was a disappointment to my mom, you know, because my youngest brother, who was that trouble child, he was very, you know, like, like he, he in first grade reading on the fifth grade reading level. And I'm in, and I'm in fifth grade reading on the pre-K level. <laughs> I know, but it's not, it's just people start in different spots and people need different scaffolding. So like in education, we kind of call it scaffolding, right? So mm -hmm. there's these different zones, basically in historical education, like there's things that people already know and grasp, and there's things mm -hmm. that they need to learn. And to get to the, what they need to learn, there's scaffolding that needs to happen. So I, as an educator, need to kind of build stairs essentially from what you know to what you need to know. The problem is, is our system is really designed for those people that already know how to get there, right? So if mm -hmm. I know how to teach myself, I can go far. Like getting a PhD for somebody who already knows how to learn and I can build those stairs myself. I don't necessarily need other people to do it. Um, in this one instance, I'm not super smart in anything else. Um, right. So it's designed, our school system is specifically designed to help people that already are on that track. I mean, it's like everything else in America, right? It's designed for the privileged who already are there. Um, and so those people that are already kind of good at those specific things, reading, writing, um, the type of science we want you to know, if you're already good at that, you get rewarded and you get to go through pretty fast but it's not designed for people that are starting from a different knowledge center or who are starting from a different point and need stairs in a different direction or need more stairs or whatever kind of metaphor we need. It's not really designed to help those people. Um, and we leave a lot of people behind because of it. Um, mm. I mean, there's a lot of stuff wrong with our- Have system. you thought about, since you have, are you, you have twins or you say you have two toddlers, are they I twins? Have, I have two, they're not twins, but. Okay. I was going to say, are you, have you thought, knowing what, since you know this, have you thought about home, uh, homeschooling your son, uh, your children? So I don't homeschool, but I do what's called Montessori schools. I don't know if you've heard of um, Montessori education. So Montessori education is, um, it does two things. So it's like play-based learning, essentially, which is like the buzzword now, right? So the more they explore. So to, to really engage in learning, you need curiosity, um, and our school system stifles curiosity because it's like, you should do X, don't bother doing Y. So Montessori philosophy is children explore their own environment. So they get to mm -hmm. choose like their stations of what they can learn. And each child every day gets to go and choose what they want to work on that day. So if they want to work on science, fine. If they want to work on math, fine. They also teach life skills. So they do things like... Um, working with like kitchen stuff. So they teach them how to like set a placemat, which is something I never learned. Um, <laughs> tie their shoes, button up their shirt, like all those types of things. And so they teach a wide variety and then they're really for autonomy. You get to kind of choose what you want so that you stay curious. Um, 
the reason I went with a Montessori school versus public school is because during my dissertation, I studied education and um, academic achievement. And the difference in research with Montessori and public school is education wise, they all end up at the same spot. So once they get into college, they're all kind of at the same spot knowledge wise. There's not really a benefit for Montessori education there. But what happens with Montessori schools that doesn't happen with public schools is they um, are more emotionally intelligent. So they're able mm -hmm. to regulate and be attuned to their emotions more. They enjoy school more and they have less anxiety and depression than those that go to um, public school. So that's really- I, I think I was born in the wrong family. Is it too late <laughs> for you to come? Have, has Montessori school been around like for a long time or just- A long came time. Up? It's been around for a long time, but it's just now starting to be more in vogue. I think like more people are starting to kind of come around to it before. I mm -hmm. think, unfortunately, like most things in our society, it was kind of relegated for the rich. Um, I looked at one Montessori school in my- uh, hometown it was a uh, it was like three quarters of my salary to send my kids <laughs> there a year and it didn't have before aftercare or summer and so it was like psh. um now I have we go my I send my kids to a charter school so once they get into kindergarten it becomes free thank god that's so expensive um but it's but it's like to me that that and this is what's wrong with America as a whole it reminds me how if you go to McDonald's you want to get a salad it's five dollars but if you decide to go get a hamburger, it's 99 cents. So it's like, okay, what are we going to do? And I, I really, I really hate that. Even with the whole no child left behind. I remember there was a freaking 20 some year old dude who was like in the 10th grade and he was trying to holler at me. And I'm like, bro, I'm 15, right? But then I took me a while to realize maybe his, his, he was remedial. His brain was probably at a, 14 year old level yeah. which made him think it was okay and there was a reason why he was like 20 some years old still in 10th grade in a way yeah and again if we had the proper scaffolding somebody could have kind of taught him in a different way and moved him up and that's what I like about kind of Montessori type education is they spend mm -hmm. that time focused on hey if you're not grasping this let's figure out how and why so it's more based on like education principles I love that man um, I and and I'm sure and like, you know, I wanted to, I remember, you know, my parents had got divorced, right? right? So uh, my dad, he actually was um, vice president of Sony and Warner Brother Records for oh, any wow. of the other, I don't know what your, dem what's, what's your age demographics, if you know? Um, what do you mean? Like, how old am I? Like, like, like pe the people who listen to your podcast, are they like 18 and older, 30 and up? It's actually a wider variety than I thought. I originally started it for students, so between like 18 and 25, let's say. Um, okay. But I do have a lot of older people that listen to it as well that are either switching careers or, you know, friends of colleagues of mine that want to recommend it. So I'd say it's probably a big range, probably from 18 all the way up to, you know, 40, 45. Got it. Okay, cool. Well, I was for all the ones who are a lot younger. What Sony and Warner Brother records? You're gonna have to look it up or, or whatever. But my father, he literally like was the breadwinner, and so after him and my mom were like divorcing, like I started off at riches and I'm still at rags, right? And so, <laughs> so, so with that being said, I uh, remember freshman prior to freshman year, uh, there was a. What, what was it? It was a private school academy. It was an academy and we looked over there, but of course it was very expensive. And I thought maybe she thought that this would, you know, help. But then I kept thinking, I'm like, 
It's just because you pay a lot of money for these private schools. Is it really going to help that student? Like, is it, I think, because you know what's so crazy? I've only had two teachers in my life that I can remember who actually made me love learning. Yeah. Only two. Which is, which is which not what it should be. But you know what I think it is? I think everybody in life has that one teacher, at least one teacher, who makes them say, you know what, I'm going to make you love this subject. Two teachers, and it was a tutor who actually allowed, who made me say, okay, I like math, whatever it might be. One was in third grade. One was in second, third grade. The other one was in 10th grade. But other than that, everyone else, I think they were just there for a paycheck. You know, they, they were, they, they were just there, like, you know, just for that paycheck. And to me, and, and once, as I got older and I started really realizing a lot of the, you know, our history, like, for example, and I'm not, I'm not, you know, I don't want you getting kicked off your own, you know, podcast. I'm just going to say <laughs> one fact. Christopher Columbus did not discover America, but they want to keep teaching this in school. And I'm like, why? And my sister, she's a teacher. And I asked her. I, I think we have a group text with um, like seven other family members. And I said, do you honestly teach, you know, what, what, what the history, the true history of either our culture or just culture period, do you teach that? And she, I think that, I don't remember the actual answer, but I felt like it was one of those biased answers where it's like, hey, I can, I teach pretty much what they tell me to teach. She, she, I think she's afraid because she doesn't want to lose her job. And I'm like, what's more important? Well, and they're literally making laws right now to make sure that we don't stop teaching it like that. And we don't start teaching the true history. Um, like Florida is trying to pass one. I think Kentucky just passed one. Mm -hmm. um, I think we have this misconception um, in America that our education system is divorced from all of our other problems, our wealth mm -hmm. inequality, our racial inequality, our, um, you know, white supremacy, patriarchy, kind of all these different things that we have going on here, we tend to try to believe that education's divorced from that. When I go to school, I'm just learning. Um, and that's just not true. It's, it's all wrapped up. Just like you said, the reason that we're learning like Christopher Columbus, I remember like, you know, I'm white. I went to predominantly white middle-class schools and mm -hmm. they tried to teach us, you know, Martin Luther King martyred himself for the cause and racial inequality is gone. We're all fixed now, right? Um, and then you grow up and you start going to college and you're like, well, that's some bullshit. Like, that's not the truth at all. And you have to kind of reteach yourself. And so what's happening in society now is people are starting to reteach themselves these things. And now people are reacting and they're trying to create laws to make it like not happen even more. And so with all of these different disparities going on, racial and especially like wealth inequality, like you're saying with private schools and things like that, like private schools in themselves are not necessarily better, but they're, le they're not as regulated. So they don't have to worry about losing their job for teaching something in that sense. Mm. Um, the other thing that really helps with people sending their kids to these rich, fancy private schools networking it's all a big kind of nepotistic stuff thing right if you're wanting to get into somewhere big like politics or um you know a major career knowing people already is going to get you in that door faster and better mm -hmm. um and that's what that's why people send their kids to private school honestly is just now they have a way in right if you 
you can't get into Yale without being in these private schools. You can't get into government without having gone to Yale, right? And I'm just kind of spitballing one university. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's this whole system of awfulness. Um, oh, no, of course. <laughs> oh, you, you listen, you definitely right. You definitely right about with the MLK. It took me a while. I learned this years ago that um, anytime in any state that you see MLK drive, it's in the hood. I'm like, you know, and I, I for so long, I'm like, yes, we're free. You know, he died for this, right? And I'm like, we're not really free. It's, it's still a lot that goes on and, and everything else. And, you know, and, and again, I, for me, I, I, I'm a very controversial type person, but then I realized like some things I keep to myself because people don't want to hear what I have to say. Like, I'll give you a prime example. Um, I was having a conversation the other day um, with this, uh, this, this lady at my job and I was, uh, she was telling me about, you know, asking me if I traveled out of the country and I said, well, I have I'm not, and I was going to really last year, but then COVID came um, and, you know, pretty much stopped everything. And I said, okay, maybe I can go this year. But the problem that I have is they want you to either take a COVID, have, have vaccine or take the test. And I'm going to be honest with you. I don't want to have to, and this might sound selfish, but I personally don't want to have to um, help benefit them. And, and help like make them happy for me to be unhappy. Like, let me go take this test. And even though I might be fine, oh, the test might say, oh, you have COVID. Now you got to quarantine for two weeks. You can't go to work. You're not making no money. You're not doing nothing. I don't want to have to do all that just so I can have fun, especially if I'm going out of the country. So I'll just wait. And she said to me, well, you're going to be waiting for a while because this is the new normal. You, you, I'm like, why so? I mean, and again, this might be the new normal, but how do, but I feel like everything is being, lifted where you're able to do a lot more you know like i want to go to hawaii but you just got to probably wait a little bit you know longer where they say you know what you don't even have to worry about taking a vaccine you don't have to worry about taking tests and everything else which is like you just you know just pretty much downing you know me and my beliefs if i don't feel comfortable taking a test or if i don't feel comfortable you know taking the shot like why should i have to do that in order for me to have fun you know but again, I can't, I can't say that because now it's an argument and then I'm going to punch somebody in the face and now I got a mugshot, you know, so I, I try to just keep certain things to myself. <laughs> well, I think, it, and it's really just, you know, you're saying your part too is like, you're not then going and traveling despite the rules, right? So you're not mm -hmm. just like sneaking in there, or like somehow I'm not going to take the test and I'm going to like sneak in there and like go travel. You're just saying I'm, I'm going to wait, you know, and that's your prerogative. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm patient. Like, there's nothing wrong. I'm learning to be more patient with a lot of different things. And I feel like there's nothing wrong with that, you know, and stuff like that. But I just, um, for, for me personally, I, I want to be able, sometimes what it is, is there are things that I know, and I can't prove. And sometimes I wish I can say something and speak it to people like, you know what, I'm not even going to ask Kendra, has she actually come up with this explanation? I'm just going to believe her because she doesn't, you know, as long as I've known her, she doesn't, you know, reek a BS. So I, that's, that's what I'm, but I, I don't know how to really get to that point. It's, I'm, it's still like the same, also the same thought where I want to like be able to like go home early and still get paid for the extra hours. Like <laughs> right. I'm still trying to figure all this type of stuff out. So if anybody out there listening knows how to be able to help me with both of those um, issues, 
Holla at your girl. Oh, just become a male CEO and then you can go home and still get paid all the time. You know what? I think that's what it, but you know what? At this day and age, you can, you can transgender yourself. I'm not, we're not going to get on them. We're not, I got a gay joke for you. How are you gay and can't dress? What the hell were you doing in the closet the entire time? That's all I'm going to say. Um, that's all I'm going to say. Cause you can't, you can't even talk about like the LGBTQ, you know, every, you can't talk about that without getting canceled. I'm like, you know how many podcasts I've been on and they had told me beforehand, Kendra, please like, like, please stay away from any like jokes, offense. Cause I don't want to get like in trouble by the beehive. I don't want the hotties to come after me. Justin Timberlake and his crew, they're going to try to come after me, please. And I'm like, bro, like you might as well just cancel yourself. Don't have a podcast and you can't be open and honest and free about it. Come on now. Like, like, I think what we were all once and like once, like probably one percent or half one percent, we were all probably once part of the LGBT, you know, a, a, a half a thought in our mindset. Hmm, I wonder what it would be like if a woman licked my neck. And then it was a thought and it passed away. I think we were all once a part of the community, right? So especially where I work, you know, Silicon Valley, you know, if you see a nice ass in your face, it looks great. The doctor did a good job. You know, my cervix might crack a smile. If I see some, some boots that don't look like they were feeding the African village, like the African grandmother, it looks great. Hey, you know, all that cleavage out, you know, the, the, the chicken butt, you know, with some of these women, they ain't got no ass. And they're like, oh yeah, I'm going to wear some short shorts, have some thigh meat hanging out, you know, I ain't doing nothing. Oh yeah, oh man, look at that. I'm like, let me go holler at her. Yes, but at the same time, like, why can't we make jokes like that? Why why can't I make a joke and saying like, you know, to all the all, you know, shout out to all the lesbians with uh small fingers or whatever else it may be. <laughs> why is every time I go to this, this stud's house, I open up her dishwasher, she's got all her dildos in there. Like, come on, sis, like can you find another place to clean it? Like I can't I can't make jokes like that because oh, it's a fence, but I'm like, bro, like Nobody was like this 15, 10, 15 years ago. It's, it's now everybody is, is sensitive or cancel culture. And that to me is also the issue. Like anybody out there trying to be a comedian or just really trying to go after your dreams, it's going to be hard either way, but it should not be hard to make a joke about whatever you want to joke. And in mind, there are things I stay away from. Like I don't talk about, um, molestation i don't talk about rape i don't talk about pedophilia like there's nothing funny about that people want to still use the same r kelly jokes people want to still make the same bill cosby jokes it's like that was funny the first couple of weeks years ago decades ago but it's like at some point you have to retire that you can't yeah. just keep on making those same jokes it's like you're you're a stripper who's 70 claremont lounge here in atlanta <laughs> <laughs> you know, like who the hell is still seeing grandma? Granny needs to retire that pole. Find something better to do with your life. Like, okay, I got a question for you. All right. Uh, there's no wrong or right answer. This is just a random polling question. And and your answer, I know your answer might be it should have probably never started, but in case these are people who are already in this field, at what age should a person stop throwing up the middle fingers in pictures? In your honest opinion, at what age? Oh gosh. So <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to preface this with my personality. I'm like a, I get anxiety when I don't follow the rules and like, I'm literally in therapy working on this right now. Cause like, okay. um, so it makes me anxious. I'm like, you should never do that. Like I can't, <laughs> I know, I know, but if, in case you are, in case you other are. people should just do whatever they want whenever they want. 
So we could be 50 years old just still throwing it up. Yeah. I'm like, you I mean, when you're, six, you're 50. When you're 50, don't you, haven't you like earned the right to kind of do what you want? Sort of. I mean, obviously without being a major douche, but. Um, okay. Here, here's a lighter question for you. At what age should a child stop being breastfed? Um, I think that's a very personal thing between each child and mother. Um, I know, so I breastfed my kids and I didn't make it very long either time. Um, personally, I like, I couldn't do it when they were like talking. So like after a year, two years, I couldn't personally do that, but it's also still good for kids. And if people are doing it, like, what, what if they're 12 years old? 12 years old seems a little much. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, but, but I don't know. I got well, ADHD and I think, uh, and I have a bunch of questions. Like I have like little random polling questions that I ask typically each week and stuff like that. And I was having a conversation with my neighbors where he was the one who brought up at what age did you stop throwing up the middle fingers? And I'm like, hmm, that's a good question. And then we started talking about like, at what age should you stop? Should you get off the block and stop selling drugs? Like, like what, when should you just, you know, grow up from that and stuff like that? And it makes me wonder, like, you know, when I come across people who have been in the hood for so long and everything else like that, it makes me wonder, do you not think about there's a better life than this? Like, you know, you want to try to elevate your, like the goal in, in, and again, there are some people who don't grow up, they just grow old, but, you know, and that makes me wonder for the people who don't grow up, is there a chemical imbalance in their brain for them to want to continue the cycle? And, and again, again, let me, guys, this is what I'm, these are words coming out of my mouth. Uh, come after me. Do not attack this wonderful doctor here. Okay. Don't do it. Come to my DM. I'll, I'll listen. If you want to talk in person, that's fine. We can talk in person. I don't care. Look, come to me. These are what I honestly, what I have to say. Again, I'm controversial, but it makes me wonder, like, you know, for the people who have been living in the hood their entire life, who have seen the same thing and, and everything else, does it make, makes me wonder, is there a thought that comes in your mind that says, I want better for my life? And if you do, what can you do to try to make that happen? You know, stuff like that. You know, because again, I, I, me currently, you know, like I said, I've been... I, started at Riches and I've, you know, been at Rags and I have been in, you know, um, uh, most, well, some of the, like, I would say at this point, 60% of my life, I've been in the impoverished neighborhoods and I, and I've looked around, I'm like, man, like, I can't wait to that day where I can blow, you know, get big and, or, or have a different bank account where I can go to a, a different part of town and, and live there. And again, it's, 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 and I, mind you, there's entertainment in the hood. You just listen, go on a regular Tuesday at 4 p.m. You might see some people outside shooting some dice in the middle of the street. You might see a dog, like some random dogs just chasing each other. And you're like, wow, I wonder if they're going to go, you know, they got a rifle on or are they, are they lost? And I'll roll down the window like, you guys need a home and they'll run away from me. You know, I, it's, it's beautiful. You get some of the best food in the hood and stuff like that. Not all the time. I went to a, a food place last week and I'm like, bro, cancel this place. Food was nasty. The, the, the cake wasn't even good. Like, come on, they, they ran out of red velvet cake. Oh, we, you got to come back tomorrow. I'm not coming back tomorrow. You can have extra red velvet cake in the back, doggone it. But like I said, it's not always, it, it's not always a bad thing. But at the same time, anything could easily happen. So you don't want to just spend your life, you know, with that, you know, wrong time at the wrong place is very real and stuff like that. And yeah. you don't want to, 
ever be in that crossfire of what might happen and stuff like that. So it kind of makes me wonder um, about that. Like what, what exactly is, is, is there a chemical imbalance in their brain for them to want to stay there and, and raise their children in that and, and all that. And it kind of makes me sad because it's like, I want to do, like, I have a very caring heart. So when I see a child who is following down that same foot, you know, path, I'm like, I want to save that person, but you can't save everybody. Yeah. I think this is my bias as a social scientist. Um, we can't again, kind of divorce the idea of person and society. So we have societal issues, we have systemic issues, and then you get into, you know, just like neighborhood things, right? So you feel comfortable in that, in a certain neighborhood, or you feel comfortable with the people that you're around. Um, it's, it's less a, a chemical imbalance in somebody's brain and more, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a variety of things that happen, but again, there's um, like sociological things. This is what you're used to. This is what you go. Um, mm -hmm. When I was in grad school, I studied basically like cognitive differences between, we had this study where essentially we put people in different categories where in one, you were doing a bunch of tasks, basically kind of going about your day like thing, but it was impossible for you to balance your checkbook at the end of the day because you just didn't have enough money. Mm -hmm. And in the other case, you had so much money that you didn't even have to think about balancing your checkbook. And the cognitive demands in each condition are very different. And so what you see is you see different, um, by cognitive, I mean the way that people can think and process information changes just based off of something as small as like being able to balance your checkbook. And so when you are thinking about like systemic issues of poverty um, and not to mention all the other stuff that usually goes into this again, wealth inequality, racial inequality, um, gender inequality, LGBTQ, all of that stuff, you're causing cognitive demands in different areas, which is literally making people think and process information differently than when you're set into a privileged group where now you don't have to think about these things. Um, you know, you hear a ton of people talk about this exact thing of these cognitive demands that are placed onto, you know, black women, especially um, LGBTQ, gender inequality, all of these different uh, marginalized communities where now you're spending most of your time thinking about survival or um, proving yourself or having to do better and be bigger and better than everybody around you. That takes time, that takes effort, that takes mental cognitive processing, that takes away from my ability to then get myself maybe out of that situation. And the problem is that most of these are systematically designed that way. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we're in America. Um, but yeah, sometimes it's not like we have this, I think because we're an individualistic society in America, we tend to push blame on one person. Well, why can't they pull themselves up by the bootstraps? But there's so much more that goes into all of these different structures and all of these different disadvantages than just, you should be able to do this because I can do this. We're in totally, you know, um, people are in totally different camps and totally different things that actually rewires the way our brains function. Um, and it's just, it's, you, you, you know what, I might have to come to you for a weekly little <laughs> session. Time. So let me, let me ask you, what's your PhD? Are you, do you, um, do you like a therapy type thing or what do you do typically I, on your, 
I don't. So I just do education. So I teach at a university. So I just teach um, cognitive psychology. So how we can okay. process information. I teach like intro and history of psychology. And then I just kind of, I study the way people learn so that we can be better teachers. Um, but that's, okay. that's the extent of my, okay. I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't know if you actually like, you know, have some type of, you know, sit on my couch and, and, you know, stuff like that. I wasn't sure like what type of, you know, when, when, when it comes with your, you know, doctor or yourself. Yeah. I didn't think I'd be good enough at that. I'm better in like, <laughs> it's never classes. too late. It's never too late. I think, well, here's the thing. You've been pretty helpful. I'm, I'm, you're, you been pretty helpful you've taught me something and, and stuff like that so i think i i think you should do it you might have, listen go ahead so you be making like a million a year make more, way anyway. more money than i make doing this yeah. no I, and that's my issue like with and, and again this is a, another issue with society you guys they want to pay nfl players and all these entertainers more money than a teacher a a, a fireman a policeman people who actually are needed a lot more than someone shooting uh, dribbling a basketball and shooting it in the hoop and stuff like that it, to me i feel like that's more necessary doctors as well some of these doctors aren't getting that salary um like a hockey player like i, I just i have an issue with that i have there, a real deal issue with that there are societies that have it different like in korea teachers are so in demand that parents will pay teachers outside of school to like help their kids mm -hmm. um there was a teacher in like South Korea that could make up, he made like $4 million a year because he was so good at what he did. And I'm like, four mil, like four million? I want to be yeah. in six figures. Like, shoot. Other countries, other countries, like education is free. And to me, it's like, why are, why are we having to pay school? You know, a college is not what you thought. Like, like I said, I watch so much television. So I thought, you know, the college that I went to, because I grew um recently uh graduated from uh clark atlanta hbcu and i was like oh can't wait once i first finally made it to this university i was like oh yeah i can't wait till i um make it here i'm gonna find love just like in some of the movies and i'm gonna have my girlfriends for life in my dorm i almost like like it got to a point where i was ready to fight one of my roommates because of the immaturity you know you gotta realize like we're just graduating high school so people's like I've always hung around older people. A lot of people I've hung around, um, you know, they're, they're very wise. And I've taken what they have uh, taught me and I've applied that to my life, mm -hmm. right? So I was already ahead of the game. So when I'm coming across other people in, in my age group who are still in that middle school mentality, <laughs> it's kind of, it's, it's, it sucks. And on top of that, I found a couple of girls who actually had the same thought process as I did. They were, they were very much um, there, but we weren't roommates. And, you know, by the time it was, I think it was too late for us to try to, you know, see we can all room together and everything else. Um, not only that, the school I went to, Clark Atlanta, like, you know, they, they, I guess was a stigma that's a lot of gay people down here. Honey, a lot of these men, we, we had a few straight men, but they were already, like, taken away. Like, they had a bunch of concubines on campus. I couldn't even get to them fast enough. Like, it's like they already, like, these girls knew that they were coming, right? These men look better than us. Eyebrows more arched, just lay, like, you know, hair was just slick back, baby hair showing, all that nails look, just everything, honey look better some of them had better hips than other i'm like how you go i'm the hippiest person here but you beat me how dare you type of thing right it's like for me i literally 
had this thought. But again, that's not saying that that's not like there are other colleges. I'm sure I could have found some love and stuff like that. Um, I actually enjoyed more of my community college than I did my university, to be honest with you. I was more hot commodity there. I'm like, yes, all the guys actually like me. Yes, I'm getting attention. And that was also the reason why I wasn't, I was trying to live out that dream. Like I was telling you uh, earlier on in the, in, uh, the start of the show, how I was trying to be, you know, a job of me being popular and having a boyfriend for every day of the week. I was finally lived out that dream, but then I realized they didn't have cars and they were asking me for rides. I'm like, bro, this is where proper home training comes in. I, I looked at it as something crazy where, okay, and again, everybody's going to need help. As a man, you're going to need some help, you know, uh, when it comes with certain things women as well but just to be honest when you're getting to know someone when you're trying to holler at someone when you want that woman to take you seriously or that man to take you seriously there should be no reason why you think it's okay to ask that person for money i don't even know your first or last name and it's gotten to a point where online a lot of these men old from the young to the old think it's okay to ask for money ask for rides can i come live with you all that and to me it's like why is that even acceptable? Why are men thinking that that's okay to do that? Like, oh, I had one guy say to me, now mind he's 18, and this is what kind of caught me off guard. So, you know, a lot of my following is men. Um, and the sad fact is men will support a woman faster than women will support women and then vice versa. And so a lot of my following is men. And I had one guy. Uh, I was, you know, just, you know, readily having conversation with him through DM. And once I realized he was only saying a couple of words to me, I'm like, you know what? Let me just see if he subscribed to my YouTube channel and let me go ahead and go on to the next. He said he did subscribe. He's like, so what's up? Are you single? Sir, sir, sir. What? Why are you now asking me if I'm single? You've only been giving me one or two words. And I told him that. And he said, well, I'm just really shy. And I just, you know, I, you know, I find you very attractive. And I'm like, bro, like, I didn't realize how many unattractive people there were until I hit the World Wide Web. I'm like, it can't, can't be no way. Why do a lot of y'all guys look like a squirrel with a trash bag wrapped around y'all's head, man? Like, should be no reason why you just like, bro, God don't like you. Apparently, I don't know. But anyway, back to the story. Back to the story. So he just said, well, I'm 18. And, you know, I, was, I just want to see where this can go. You live out of state. I'm like, like, this ain't gonna work. I'm already cheating on you. You live out of state. Like, come on now. You look like you're short too. I, I can't deal with it. All right, back to the story. So, you know, just the part that kind of caught me off guard was, this is like after he told me he was 18 and he wanted to see where this, where this could lead. Um, he said, um, the next time you're off, I can fly you out here and we can like spend the whole day with each other or week with each other. Start, sir, wait, 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 wait. This is what happens when you try to go after the most. And again, I think I look all right, but you know, I've had children say, she's so pretty. I want to be around her. And there are three things that don't lie. It's children, a drunk man, and leggings. I, I put those three things. I trust a lot of those, those three things. I, I put them up there. I love it. So but this is what happens when, I mean, again, you can go after whoever you want to go after, but at the same time, you're, you, you, he's not using his common sense of saying, okay, let me at least get a chance to get to know her. She's very attractive, but are we going to vibe really well? I'm not vibing with you right now because what will happen is if he'll send me a, a DM, a message on a seven o'clock 
o'clock on, on a Tuesday night. If I don't respond back, you know, because I'm not on social media like that, you know, I like to do other stuff productive with my day. Yeah. If I don't respond back to him within a, a few hours, he'll be like, hey, beautiful, what you doing? Sir, can you please allow me to wait till I respond? Stuff like that is, this is, again, this is what where proper home training leads in. You know, you you can't say, well, I was shy and I just didn't really know what to say, but I'm just trying to see where things go. I'm going to fly you out. I'm going to spend all day with you. Honey, I don't even spend all day with myself, okay? I'm not trying <laughs> Like, okay, for example, I got a, I got a homeboy of mine. I, I met when I was working at Walmart real cool guy i don't i try i used to have this thing where i would try to befriend my coworkers. but to anybody out there especially the younger people college listen your co-workers are not your friends you go to work you do your eight hours or however many hours and then you go home because i'm gonna be honest with you if it's between your job and their job they're not gonna save you if they save you you're they're a fool do yeah. not they're not your friends I, again you can still keep in contact with them via social media if you want to but still i'm not gonna try to befriend you you know if we're still working currently with each other i'm not friending you on social media because honey my life ah uh, no 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 uh, hey i was trying to look for you i found you first and i blocked you sorry um but like i said i think with him with this particular guy I think he lives like in a DMV area or so. But with this, with this, we're gonna call him DMV. With DMV, with with him, he just is going off of she's so attractive. And I think I've learned over time with a lot of these men, it's an ego thing. Oh, let me find the finest woman so I can have her on my arm as a trophy wife or whatever. So I can say, yeah, man, I got that type of thing. You know, with with him, he's not properly thinking that, okay, she's attractive, but you know, some people only have looks to bring to the table. They can't hold a conversation. They, they can't enunciate their words. They don't, um, they can't really cook. You know, they're probably only good sexually. And again, that's cool at first, but what else after, you know, you come, what, what else? What else can you do for me? Can we, can you help me with my taxes? Can you teach me? Like you gave an SAT word. You said it was, it started with an N. I can't remember, but I, I almost wrote it down. It was like, I think it felt like 15 letters and it started with an N. And I don't really remember the word that you said, but stuff like that. Like if you're saying a word that's an SAT word, can you, does it make sense with the sentence that you're speaking to going with or what? You know, I, I don't, I don't know, sis. Like, I, I think these are things and I let him know that I said, Hey, you know, I had to let him know that I didn't say all of that to him, what I just told you guys, but I let him know like, Hey, you got to be smarter than just trying to say, let me fly you out because you fly me out. You're going to be in a rude awakening. Once you realize this did not go as well as you thought it did. So you wasted all that money. I had another guy and I think he's in his thirties. He said a week into having a conversation, um, when I get off work, can I come to your crib? Scared, sir. Wait, wait, why? I was going to try to pick you up for what? What do you, what do you, what, why do you feel comfortable? I don't even know your first and last name. Why do you feel comfortable wanting to come to my place of living to come and get me? And you could probably kidnap me. I don't, I don't. I, I think sometimes men don't realize what women go through on a day-to-day -day basis with like, mm -hmm. I don't think they realize how often we think about being raped and murdered and like how most of our lives are tailored around not being raped and murdered. Mm-hmm. Because they like, like, I remember one time when I was dating my husband and he was like, we were talking about like our fantasy house, like what we would want. And he's like, I want it in the woods. I want all these windows. No, I don't want any like drapes or covering on the windows. I just want the light to come in whenever. And I was like, uh-uh, like, no, 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 no. I was like, I'm fine with windows. 
that shit better be able to be covered because I'm not having some serial killer spying on me for weeks, praying on me and then sneaking into my house one night. And he was like, I never, he was like, that never even crossed my mind. Like never thought about that once. And I was like, the second you said windows, the first thing I thought of was like stalker looking into those at night. Like, so I think that they just, they don't quite grasp like coming over to our house is, you know, like when, the cable guy used to come over when I was single. I would like put out pictures of like fake men or like friends, <laughs> right? Like who hasn't done that, right? We like I would take pictures with my guy friends, put them out, and be like, "Yeah, my boyfriend's like just ran out really fast. He'll be back soon." Like wait, wait, wait. What if the cable guy was attractive? What did you did you take the pictures down real quick? Like I, just, I like, that's had... my oh that's my friend. <laughs> that's, that's, like, that's the that's thing funny. is I don't. I don't think sometimes I think that because they're not having to share that experience and they're not having to think that way every day, a lot of times I think they just don't put two and two together. They don't think like, okay, what would I think if I was a woman and I was approaching and like, you know, like you see these men that like drive up to a woman and like stop her to say hi and like say she's attractive. And I was like, the woman is only going to think she's about to be murdered. Like, there's no way she would ever be attracted to you in that moment because she thinks you're going to kill her. Like, this, what are you this type, this type of stuff, this type of stuff, you know, this happens a lot. Like, like I was, I, I was leaving the bank a couple of weeks ago and this old man, and I just have this thing. And, you know, again, y'all can fight me for this, but anybody, you're like, if you are 20, 15, 20, 25, 30 years older, then someone and you're trying to holler at them like you're a predator in, in, in my mind. I'm just being real, you know? Um, so he, the man was like probably like in his sixties and he, I'm walking out and I, you know, like I said, I have a very, I'm very shapely. So I do try to honestly look like a Muslim. I really do, but men have x-ray vision and they'll still see right through it. Yeah. So I'm leaving the bank, going to my car and he is, this guy's like, hey, how you doing? And I look at him and I have a, like the resting bitch face. And I'm like, hey, how are you doing? And I gave him like that tone, like, don't fuck with me. I don't have time for it. And he's like, oh, I'm, I don't know what he said, but it was just creep mode. I get in my car. He's backing out. He's looking at me. He's waving as he's backing out his pickup truck. And I mean, bro, at least you could have done was flash some money or something. Like, that's my issue with these old ass men. Like, you don't even have any money. They don't have money, but they got a penis. And I'm like, like, I've actually attested some men who were old, right? And they're trying to holler at me and, and you know, hey, you want to come over tonight, right? Don't even know them. And I say, okay, well, send me some money. And guys, I'm not coming over to their house. I'm just trying to get some money and finesse them and, and go on about my day, right? Teach them a lesson. But this is what they'll say. I got the money in my hand. I don't do cash out. Sir, listen, if you're you're the one who wants me, I don't want you. This is how it works. You give up the money up front and then I'll come, you know, what if you what if you take the money and I never see you again? No, I'm gonna come over. So how about this? Give me your address. I'm on the way. I'm getting dressed right now. Give me the money. Oh, I'll, I'll give you money when you get here. And I'm like, nope, it ain't gonna work. Well, I guess it ain't gonna work then. Again, why? they knew this from a very long time ago like if you're trying to get that woman's attention have some money look like you're about something pull up in a tesla even if you borrowed it flash some cash if you would have given me a hundred dollars here i'll give you a number of your fat i'll give him mike jones phone number you know or i'll give him soldier boy tell him his phone number when they when they like in the songs and everything else i'll do that you know i'll make up a number five 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 it's like <laughs> 25 since like 
I'm, not, I'm trying to finesse these, man, but it's not really working. So if anybody out there wants to help a sister out, holler at me in my DMs, okay? The dating world, I think, is just totally different. I am so grateful I met my husband before Tinder came out. And so I never mm. got to use that app or had to. And I'm like, thank God. That's not, I'm not good enough with that stuff. Yeah, God, li God likes you a lot more <laughs> than, oh, honey, it's, 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 it literally, for me, dating I'll, I'll tell you the reason why I'm, I've never been in a real relationship. And sometimes it bothers me because I'm like, oh, I want to have matching like gold teeth and I want to go have matching outfits and color coordinate. I want to do all that. Like, just get random gifts just because and stuff. But the problem that I have is I've never met so many people over the age of 21 who don't have a car, a house, you know, credit. You know, barely any credit, a legal job, but their 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 blood, their crib, their gangster disciple, their, you know, they got Jordans, and to me, like that's deplorable. I a lot of these guys don't want a relationship; they just want sex, and to me, I'm not here for that. I, I'm a sapiosexual. I think. Um, I think it's important today to very be very clear with exactly what you're looking for in every situation, because. There are a lot of people there, both men and women and other gender identities that just want sex. And there's people that just want relationships. And the sticky part is when you get one that wants one thing and one that wants another thing and you have an issue. <laughs> I, I keep running across that issue. It's a lot of men, like I said, they're old. A lot of these men, again, I'm not a gold digger. But, you know, and I'm financially stable, but it, it still is nice to have someone to spoil you. Like, let's let's keep it real. Would you money doesn't buy happiness, but would you rather cry in Detroit or Dubai? <laughs> All right. <laughs> but it's, 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 to, it's to me, it's like a lot of these men, like I said, they're unattractive. And to me, looks don't matter. But look, if God don't like ugly, why should I? Oh, uh, you know, so and a lot of them are old and their teeth. I look at teeth. A lot of people I don't understand how you could have Jordans and the newest iPhone and a Louis Vuitton bag, but you don't want to get your teeth fixed. These, these are, these are things they'll this, that, them. Like, like, Oh, like that's a random polling question. At what point should you stop texting this, that, or them day? Like people will, will what you doing, you, where you at? I mean, to me, it's like, it's a lot. And again, a lot of men are like that. A lot of these guys online, they just the audacity. I'm like, how much is audacity paying you to give it out? Like they they don't they don't care. But hey, I mean, I hey, get, one day I, I give get them, emails I like that from students too. So sometimes I think they just get so into one way of talking they're not used to. It's it's frustrating because at some point again you got to grow up out of that. Like I don't I don't have time to have to deal with that. And and again, a lot of these guys. It, it's just sad, but I wrote my list down. I've written my list down and I've given it to God and I'm just patient and I'm just going to continue to work on myself. All right. Well, we're already a little over time. So I want to oh, yes! Girl, we won't be here till the next day. <laughs> I'm like, I'm fine. I have nothing to do, but um, I did want to bring it really quick back to kind of your career in comedy now. Mm -hmm. um, if you could give somebody advice, so if somebody's searching and they want to be a comedian, Obviously, I think comedy, you mentioned a little bit earlier in this podcast, how it might be changing, how it's a little bit harder now based off of kind of the cancel culture and what you can and can't say. Um, 
Do you have advice for somebody trying to enter this career right now of what they could do? Um, my advice is number one, and this advice is just to anybody. This, this advice is universal. Mm-hmm. Behind every no, there is a yes. Okay. Number, number two, do not pay for promotion. It, I'm, I'm going to keep it real with you. I'm going to break it down to why I say that. If you want to pay for promotion, you can, but let's, let's take it like this. If somebody char- is charging you $200 to have your video promoted, nine times out of 10, let's keep it real. Whenever you see a random advertisement on somebody's IG story, or you see a video on somebody's page or whatever, and it's foreign, you're going to scroll past it. So you just wasted $200 for what? On top of that, promotion should be free. Why? Why? Just because a part, like, for example, I don't know, like, let's say you have 10,000 listeners. They might like me and say, oh, she's funny, but not all 10,000 are going to just randomly follow me. I might have three or four. Mm-hmm. Say, hey, I heard you from, you know, uh, this podcast. Okay, cool. Those are three or four. But I'm telling you, I've had, you, you can't pay your way into fame you can't sleep your way into fame and i want people to know that early on mm-hmm. do not waste if you're gonna pay something like pay for okay uh, a microphone and, and headset something like cancellation noise right. pay for that if you want to pay for another phone to better your career to try to, to try to help you out but don't sit here and 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 pay someone a hundred dollars for your interview to be on for like a week or two because after a while nobody wants to keep keep, you know, hearing that same interview. Like, no, nobody cares after that. I'm just being honest, which is why I have a problem when I have podcasters. They want to tag me 15 times in a row on their story. And I'm like, bro, I'm not going to keep reposting. It, 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 by the fourth time, they didn't go in and, and go watch the, the, the story, uh, the podcast. They're not going to watch it. People don't give a damn. I'm just keeping yeah. it real. So do not pay for promotion. Behind every no, there is a yes. If you don't have an accountability partner or somebody to help you, be your own accountability partner. God gives us all the same 24 hours in a day. What are you doing with your 24 hours? That this, this does not mean you stay up late, you know, only get two hours to sleep because you still have to sleep. You still have to go ahead and be productive and functional. Take a day of rest. Don't take too many days of rest because you're going to be at the same position that you at. <laughs> but take a one day of rest to go and do something different. And, and we will saw and stuff like that. So that's the best advice I can share with anybody out there. Because again, it's going to, they're going to be, and again, let let me say this last thing. You have to be comfortable with being told no. You have to be comfortable with being, getting the runaround. You got to be comfortable with having to deal with unprofessional adults. You're going to have to be comfortable with thinking that you're about to actually book an interview view or a podcast and a person never shows up or they cancel on you and you never hear back from them ever again yeah you gotta be okay with that this is stuff that's gonna happen i'm telling you man you go after your dreams this stuff is gonna happen it doesn't matter how positive or negative of a person you are i'm a very positive and optimistic person but i'm telling you i still get depressed at days i still get upset with god i still get angry I'm still human at the end of the day because I want it now. You know, the commercial JG went there. It's my money and I need it now. Listen, it's my dreams. I need it now, doggone it. But at the same time, like, we don't live in a microwave. You can't live in a microwave generation. I'm telling you, you can sell your soul right now and you're going to regret it after you sold your soul. 
Probably you not, might not sink it until year to years, five minutes later. Do not sell your soul. And what I like about that advice, it happens to everybody, even at the top, like even people who have already made it still get told no, still get told they're not good enough, still get told they need to do something different. You know, even like Beyonce, who is probably like the top of the top, right, of anything, still gets told no, still gets told not to do something. Um, and I think that's where, at least my generation, we have a problem where we think, okay, it's fine to hear no when I'm young, but as soon as I'm in my career, then I should stop hearing it. Then I should start mm -hmm. like making it all the time. And it's like, it continues to happen throughout your career, no matter how good you are. It does. And again, listen, man, Jordan did not make all his shots. Okay. Come <laughs> on now. Like, so, so like I said, I think the thing about it is no matter what, and again, have multiple backup plans. You can't rap forever. You're going to have to find something else to do. Yeah. Have, find something that you're good at. I have other streams of ways to try to make it in life. That's it. That is I, it. I liked your advice too about kind of promotion, things like that, because I've been reading a lot of like business-minded books, right? So I'm trying to like start building a brand kind of thing. You have to kind of do that nowadays. And everything's like social media this, social media that, do all this, do all that. But at the end of the day, and they all say this too, the content has to be there. So if you're going to mm -hmm. be, and I'm going to project onto comedian, which I have no, know nothing about because I'm not funny at all, as you can tell by this whole podcast. No, I laughed a few. We're all funny. I laughed a few times, honey. You, you, you made me chuckle. Um, but like with comedy, I think comedy, you have a really good spot too where you can put content out there for free. Mm -hmm. um, you can put YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, those kinds of things. And I mean, you have to work hard at it and you have to keep putting it out there, you know, but I was reading a story on Buzzfeed right before this about like 15 famous people who got discovered randomly. And I'm like, but in none of these random situations had they like never considered that career. Like they were always still doing something towards that career. They were always still doing the content, if you will, you know, um, they were never just, Hey, I'm sitting, I'm an educator. I'm sitting here. Somebody's going to pick me up and be a model or like an actress, like that wouldn't quite happen. You still have to be working towards that job in some way or another. So if you keep working on your, um, you know, your set, your comedy routine, whatever it is, you need to keep making sure the content's good and then going for promotion after that. You can't promote crappy product. And, and the sad thing about in this day and age, you can go viral off of anything. It's a lot of people who aren't even talented, but they, they you know, found a meme and they just went off that and they're like, oh, ha ha. And I'm like, bro, I came across that meme like two decades ago. Like, you know. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on. I loved our conversation and all the different twists and turns it took. And look, I know you probably have some stuff written down and everything else, you know, but the conversation flowed so well where I'm like, oh, well, hey, I'm like, maybe I should, let me not talk so long about this, but it kept going. You gave a lot of insight and I hope everybody enjoyed it. If not, I hope you catch Charlie Horse. <laughs> All right. We'll give um, our listeners just really quick before we end. Where can they find you on social media, YouTube? 
Yes, Instagram is the Kendra Crump Show. So the is in the K-Y-N-D-R-A-C-R-U-M-P show. Not with no money sound, not no ASAP Rocky, okay? <laughs> S-H-O-W. YouTube okay. is Kendra Crump, K-Y-N-D-R-A, space people, because a lot of y'all's wheels on the bus don't go round and round. C-R-U-M-P, my podcast is the Kendra Crump Show. Do not get on my Instagram and like about five, 10 posts and don't even hit the follow button. Don't do that, okay? Do not be that person at all, all right, whatsoever, all right? At that point, I hope your credit score drops 100 points, just saying. <laughs> oh, I like that as an insult. That's awesome. All right, well, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Career Journey Podcast. Head over to our website at careerjourneypodcast.com for more information and the latest episodes. See you next time.